Welcome to Hearsay Social on the Air, episode 78. We love to make great products. They really enrich people. Google's mission is to organize the world. Yahoo is about making this HP. It's an incredible day on Wall Street. Now, the research program that I've been going to describe the more difficult inventions. That's one small screen for man. Around the clock, America's eager mind. More than 20 years ago, the radio was ready Coming to you from our world headquarters in San Francisco, welcome to Hearsay Social on the Air. I'm Victor Gaxiola. So today we're going to talk about SEO, or search engine optimization. I know we've talked about it in the past when we had Greg Krolesky to talk about hearsay sites and the importance of uh, you know being findable. So people go through the exercise, whether it's on their desktop or their mobile device, or now even voice activated, searching for specific products and services, you wanna ensure that if you've got that digital footprint that people are gonna be able to find you. So Brent is someone I've known now for a number of years, and so that was an area that he was a specialist in, so much so that we actually used some of his insights in a piece that we created for SlideShare talking about local SEO within financial services, and we took these insights for 10 experts. So he was one of these experts. So I reached out to Brent, who I've kept in touch with now for the past number of years, to say, Brent, can you share some knowledge, drop some deep knowledge on us on SEO, some of the things that you've seen, how it's evolved. So with that, here is my conversation with Brent, and I hope you enjoy it. Okay, so joining me from Las Vegas is my good friend, Brent Carnduff. Uh, welcome, Brent. Thanks, Victor. Great to be here. So right before we actually started recording, we were reminiscing, uh, going back to, to try to remember exactly when we had met and our exchanges. And I realized that of all the podcast guests that I've had, you are probably one of the people that I've known the longest in this industry because both of us kind of started out, uh, got to know each other by working uh, for a while there with LinkedFA which really should date us. So those of you who know what we're talking about with LinkedFA, <laughs> congratulations. And so uh, you've been uh, working now in this space for, for quite some time. And so I'm so happy to have you on the show because I really wanted to get your thoughts on how the industry has evolved. And so before we do that, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a little bit about your background. Sure. Thanks, Victor. Yeah, we, we have known each other for quite a while. You were one of the first... Um, other marketing people that I kind of connected with. And, and as, as you mentioned, LinkedFA was a uh, precursor for advisors to, to LinkedIn. At the time, there was a belief that many advisors were never going to be able to be on LinkedIn. But anyway, that's how the market or the, the environment has changed incredibly. Um, so that puts us back probably about 2009, 2010, when I was getting into this business and, and we first met up. Um, I've been, I work, uh, I run a company called Advisor Web Marketing. Um, that helps advisors with their online presence, primarily with social media, or pardon me, with SEO, but I have uh, experience in other areas as well. Um, 
prior to that, I was teaching. I was an elementary school teacher and, uh, and a high school basketball coach. I was looking for something different and had been exploring um, financial questions for my, myself and my family and thought financial advising would be an interesting profession to go into. So I went back and, and uh, got an MBA in financial planning. While I was at school, I got involved in a, in a little retail hobby website, um, and, I, and I knew nothing about online marketing or business at that time. And uh, the fellow that, that built my site for me sat me down and said, your site's ready to go. Uh, I don't do any marketing. I don't do any SEO, so you're going to have to do some reading. And so that's what I did. I went back and, and, and dove into the subject of marketing and, and found particular interest to search engine optimization. Um, and so started doing that as, as, as I finished my degree, I came to a crossroads of having to decide whether I was going to continue with the marketing element. At that time I had picked up two clients or whether I was going to continue on and, and become a financial advisor. So I, I obviously chose the marketing side of things and, uh, have, have enjoyed the space, enjoyed uh, working with advisors and, and really found the whole, the whole experience, uh, kind of watching the progression of online marketing in general, but specific to the advisors, pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, like you said, you and I both kind of got involved in this before the actual FINRA regulatory notices came out, uh, 1006 and then subsequently 1139. And so it was still kind of a new frontier. We were uh, forging a new path in trying to digest exactly how the advisor community, how financial professionals could communicate with their clients and leverage, you know, this access to social. Uh, but one of the areas that you focused on was really looking at the search engine optimization or SEO. And so I think that when we first met, you were kind of developing or working, um, if I remember right, is Echelon SEO, right? Which has now become yep. and morphed into yep. advisor web marketing. So can you does can you tell us a little bit, little bit more and let's get a little deeper on the importance of SEO? Because it sounds like, like it was something that you learned on your own and then developed enough to, to be able to develop it into a business. Yeah, so started out as said on my own. Um, there are, I guess, now college programs. I was lucky when I went back to my university and told them that I was probably going to go into marketing. Uh, they were able to set up some some independent study classes for me, and and the university was just hiring uh, search engine optimization company, so I was able to work alongside with them. But um, SEO is, is, I guess, the modern day equivalent of of the phone book. Um, you know, if you think back to the phone book, if you were uh, if you were only in the white pages, the person looking for you had to know your name. Otherwise, they would never find you. To find you by what you did, by, uh, you know, as financial planner or investment, you had to be in the yellow pages. And SEO basically puts your website in the yellow pages so that, that uh, they can find you even if they don't know if they're specifically looking for you. Right. And as you know, uh, last year we here at Hearsay Social did launch Hearsay Sites, which is our website offering. And of course, a lot of the conversations around the validity and the importance of SEO really came up in our conversations, both on the local basis and just the ability for that search. You know, everybody who has a website or any real digital presence, a digital footprint, you want uh, them to be found almost immediately because most, more and more people are doing searches you know, online on their desktop, but, but now that's moving to mobile. And so as a result of the mobile, and, and you and I can both kind of attest to the fact that even within the last five, six years, the use and proliferation of mobile devices and smartphones has certainly just been exponential. So that's really changed the game too when it comes to SEO. So can you tell us a little bit about how mobile, what the impact mobile has had to to search engine and to keyword searches? 
Yes, uh, for sure. And it, and it has had an incredible impact. It, it's interesting. Well, I, as an SEO, find it interesting. When I first started doing search engine optimization, it was very kind of listed out to A, B, C, D, and, and you're good. And there weren't as many people aware of it. So the competition in each area was, was quite a bit less. So it was a much easier job. And over time now, it's more, uh, in, in our industry, advisors enter the market or the, the, the internet market and build websites and start to do more online marketing. It's become much more competitive. And at the same time, um, SEO has become uh, much more complicated. Uh, Google has undergone a number of changes over the last few years. And, and of course, they're following the market with many of them trying to get rid of spam and trying to do other things. And one of the, the big adjustments in the last year or two has been an emphasis on mobile, that your site is is ready and mobile friendly and operates fast enough. Um, so much of search now takes place on mobile, uh, at least the initial stuff. And, and so your site has to be able to not only be helpful to a user once they find there, they have to be uh, mobile friendly so that it, it, it'll show up in search. And um, there are things, the way people search is changing over time. You know, when you're, when you're strictly on a desktop, people will type in terms, you know, uh, very, very straight search terms where now with mobile and, and uh, voice search, a lot more of the search phrases are becoming longer and, uh, and, and more voice or, or like people speak naturally. So, so the, the way things need to be optimized are changing a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. So with all the changes and, and you're right from the standpoint that the, uh, you know, I think one of the things people are always trying to game or find a way is, you know, can they figure out what the Google algorithm is for search, you know, so that they can get the right mm-hmm. kind of placement to be the first or first listing, or at least front page of the top 10 listings that come up with just about any keyword search. So with all the changes that take place at the search engine level, how, how do you stay up to date with knowing exactly how to guide your clients so that they can maximize their opportunities to show up on search? Yeah, it, well, in SEO, it's interesting. SEO started out kind of more, uh, as you said, gaming the system, black hat, we call it black hat SEO now, where there, would just, there was very little information on search engines. It was all about figuring out how to uh, game them so that you would show up at the top. And, and what's happened now over the last several years, Google and the other search engines have become more um, communicative on what, what they're looking at. They don't tell you the whole algorithm. They don't uh, want uh, all that information out for, for either people that are doing SEO or for competitors. But there are certain things that, you know, keywords are, are still do count in, in meta tags and titles. And otherwise it's research. I'm, I'm, when, when we used to talk, when we were first getting into the market, I started out in SEO and I started to move into other areas a little bit more and looked at becoming more of a general agency for advisors. And as Google started making changes, that become more, became more difficult to do. Um, SEO and staying up on SEO takes most of my time. I, I read daily. I write articles, which, uh, you know, uh, as, as you know, when you're, when you're teaching something, you, you end up learning a lot more as well. And so I, I do end up doing a lot of research for the writing for the articles I write, and that kind of keeps me on top of things. And, and one of the things you really have to watch out for is that you don't do anything to put your clients at risk. And there are things that are uh, can be effective but are, are more risky or at risk of Google changing and becoming uh, more penalizing in those areas. And so you stay with the within the guidelines that they, they provide and you listen to 
the researchers that are doing, there's some people in the SEO area that just simply do research. They have the tools to watch data and stuff. And so we, we watch that and see how Google responds and we try to stay within the, the recommendations that, that, and, and, and adjust as Google adjusts. Right. And it sounds like it's a lot to keep, uh, you know, abreast of with all the changes that are taking place. So let's let's turn our attentions then on your current work with the advisor web marketing. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the business and um, what you know, what kind of customers come to you? and What kind of questions do they have? It's changed over the last few years. Um, it seems to be. I mean, we were talking before the podcast, there seems to be a push among advisors to, to get out on online now a little bit more. And, and there's some great uh, companies out there helping and, and encouraging and, and educating. And um, so, so when they come to me, I typically work with, with, you know, RIAs, independents, um, small, small offices, generally I, I say one to 10 advisors. Um, and, and they're coming, trying to figure out a way to, to develop their presence and compete online with, with some of the bigger offices. And, and so they're wondering about, you know, how long SEO takes, you know, is it an ongoing or is it a one-time thing, what they need to be doing as far as social media. And, and uh, a lot of times one of the things that, that we end up discussing is that, that SEO is not the end of marketing, it is just one part of an overall internet marketing strategy. Um, and it, with it, as with any marketing, it needs to be an ongoing process. Although we do some, some, I do a lot of one-time projects to get them set up. They're, they're, it really is important that they're, they're stay active online, that they're creating content, um, if they're serious about improving their search ranking. No, and as you pointed out, you're right, right before we actually started recording, as we were reminiscing, we were talking about how we have seen the industry kind of evolve. And, and I was just kind of curious from your observations, what has been some of the main catalysts that have led to this evolution? And uh, and, and then let's get into where we think it's going next. Yeah, no, it, it really has changed. I remember I was thinking about that uh, before we started talking uh, uh, this morning, you know, when we when we first started getting going, there was a lot of advisors that were completely, I'd say, just didn't even want to be online, didn't feel a need to be online, thought their clients weren't online, and and that has really changed. In the last year, it seems like there's been kind of a, a swell uh, and a rush toward towards the online uh, marketing world. And of course, it's been slower. There's been people throughout, and I think a lot of it is is you know. Stuff like you're doing here, you're educating advisors, getting out there and sharing stories of advisors that have had success. You're seeing more advisors come online with, with uh, there's there's a, several advisors out there now that have been blogging, or lots of advisors that have been blogging for a long time or using video or uh, just, you know, have very good social media presence. And, and other advisors are seeing that. And then I think, you know, another part is, is just the, the millennial, the millennial uh, advisor and the millennial client, the, the, the generation that grew up and it is growing up online and, and uh, between they, they've, you know, the rest of us have kind of learned from them and with them and, and others to, to be more dependent online, to look at reviews and not, not that, that with advisors, you can do a lot with your reviews and stuff, but to, to search out answers online. And, and have conversations online. And, and uh, so it's just been kind of a, a groundswell that's slowly built up as a few people have dipped their toes in and, and had success. Mm -hmm. 
No, it's right. And I think that one of the catalysts, and we've talked about this in previous podcasts, which I'm sure you'd agree, is just how uh, consumers are, are doing searches and how they're buying pro- you know, other products not related to financial services. Mm-hmm. And as your expectations on the ease of use, whether you're choosing a restaurant, buying a book, or buying a car, you know that those types of experiences you want to be able to replicate in your relationship with your advisor, especially if, if you're a, you know, a millennial or someone who's just getting started with actually starting to plan for retirement or just starting your investment account and you're looking for help that uh, your expectations kind of coming into it is that it would be the same in financial services as it might be in other professions or other relationships that you have out there. For sure. And I'm sure you've seen the data saying that I have, you know, it varies between 60 and 85%. But by the time a, a new client actually reaches out and calls you, they're, they're a good part of the way through your funnel already. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've already investigated you, checked your website out, checked your content, got a feel so where it used to be, you know, you try to get a client to call you, that's where you'd sell them or, or, or get to know them, however you want to say, say that, but um, develop that relationship. Part of that relationship building has already gone on before you even knew it. They're, 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 they're checking to see if, they're, if you are, look like a match for them, and then they call. And so they're already leaning towards you or, or narrowed it down to you um, by the time they connect, the, the, the initial search is, is happening for the most part online. Mm-hmm. So now that we uh, kind of like can go back and, you know, with the benefit of hindsight, look at all the changes that have taken place in the industry and its adoption for digital technology and social tech, social business, you know, looking back at the last five, six years, what do you think is likely to happen in the next five to six years going forward? Because as you know, there's a lot of talk about robo-advisors, this direct-to-consumer models. What do you think is likely to happen in the next five to six years? Yeah, it's interesting. or It's, it's challenging to try to think. Things change so fast. Um, I, I do think, you know, one of the things that we talk about within the marketing industry is, is that content, we're all pushing content, but there does be hit a point where there's overload. So I think... Different, I think we'll see more advisors reaching out to different content. Um, we'll see podcasts, we'll see video, stuff like that. The robo advisor, I think, I think there is a place for it. You know, I thought that when I, when I, uh, was going through, uh, financial advising, um, I think it's going to tend to be more for the cost conscious and the entry level. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, because, you know, ultimately as great as, technology is, um, you do want to have that, that, that person there behind the controls that, that, that you see as a, you know, a, a trusted experienced person, unless you're a do it yourself and they're more likely not to go to that person anyway. Right. And, and as we have pointed out in the past and in, in our podcast and in our own conversations regarding the approach towards the robo advisor is that, you know, I think that it's a great place to to get started with the relationship, and it, and I think from uh, the standpoint of if it means that more and more people are going to be invested or at least taking an active role in wanting to focus on their retirement assets and having a, a nest egg that can grow for their retirement, then I think it's a good thing. But you know, as life gets more complicated and as you get married and have kids, as you know, as we've both have done and you buy homes and you move and you change jobs, you, you want to have that personal relationship with someone that it, you know has your best interest in mind. Uh, so I think that the personal relationship will, will always be there and there'll be a place for it. For sure. I don't see, you know, robo, I don't see it really a competition between 
advisors and robo-advisor. I think there's an audience for both. I think what you're really going to see is there's going to be advisors that uh, are technology-friendly versus advisors that aren't. And I think those that aren't are really going to suffer to those uh, or suffer against the, the to, to the market where there are advisors that are, are technology, you know, use technology both for marketing and for serving their, their clients. Mm-hmm. And I also think it's serving as an additional catalyst, which is really driving these organizations to want to get more creative on how they are communicating with clients. So I like what you had to say about advisors differentiating themselves and saying that, you know, having a social presence, whether it's just a LinkedIn uh, profile or a Facebook business page or perhaps a website, you know, it's going to get to the point where that's just table stakes, you know, going forward and just to have a sustainable right. professional relationship, professional business. Um, so it's those creative aspects of creating video podcasts and finding different ways to reach audiences inform audiences and really put your best foot forward that's going to make a huge difference and i think what we're seeing and i think that this is where a lot of the businesses that we're having relationships with are coming to us is they recognize that that's happening so it's no longer necessarily an evaluation process of whether or not they should be doing it it's how how can they do it how can they do it quicker how can they do it better how can they be more effective and that's where i see you know, organizations like your own really helping the industry overall take them to that next level and to that next stage. I, I totally agree that, that that's where the ones that are going to cut through the noise are going to point to be the ones that put the time and effort in. Now, and there are some, you know, recognizing the need for it is is, is really important, the important first step. There's always going to be advisors, some that are going to be more uh, interested in actually being online. Some Some are not it's not going to meet their personality to be on social media all the time. And, and that's, you know, there are, there are companies that can help you do that. I think it's important. The more you personal touches you have, the better off it is, but it's not, uh, you know, there'll be very degrees. Some people write all their old content every day and others, you know, have uh, people helping them write and, 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 or, or, you know, you see people now being interviewed. Uh, somebody will do a quick interview with you get your story and then they'll turn it into a blog post for you. So there's lots of ways to do it. There's lots of support and help out there to, but it is important to establish that footprint and, uh, and as much as possible, throw yourself into it mm-hmm. uh, so that there's a little personal voice there. Right. That's great. So if uh, people wanted to learn more about you or your organization, what is their best resource? So I'm, 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 I try to be all over the web. Um, Advisorwebmarketing.com is, is, my website, I've got information there. I've got some new services coming up. Um, I'm on tw- at Twitter. I've got a couple of Twitter accounts, but the main one I'm at is at Brant Karndorf. Um, and uh, those are probably the, the best two places to find me online. Okay, great. Well, I'll be sure to include those links on the show notes as well as the blog post that accompanies each new release of Hearsay Social on the Air. Uh, but before I let you go, Brent, any final thoughts as far as the uh, the industry's concerned? Anything you'd like to share before uh, we sign off? Yeah, actually, just an over, kind of an overall thought. One of the things that's kind of guiding my, my business development right now, as I said, I, uh, different things coming out. I, I think we see the evolution of, uh, of digital marketing and it started out as a website and that, you know, kind of at that time was a brochure website. And then we all realized we needed traffic and, and it became the hub and spoke mo- model where you have the website as the hub and social media and blogging and everything else paid advertising as the spoke. And, and I think one of the things I hear more often now in the last year and a half to two years again is, okay, I'm getting traffic now. 
but I need to capture that traffic. So, mm-hmm. so one of the, the things that we're seeing a lot is you need to somehow make your site sticky so you can get a capture. And then all, obviously there's follow through. People don't often make a decision on who their financial planner is during their first visit. So you want to capture their information, be able to follow up with the nurture. And, and so it really is a, a full process and, and you need to be eventually involved in, in all aspects of that. Yeah, that's a great that's a great point. So it's really developing that relationship through the various steps uh, from a discovery to that connection to then that capture and the nurture that takes place. And as always, you know, continuing to add value by sharing relevant content and information that keeps people coming back. Definitely. Definitely. Education. Well, Brent, on behalf of everyone here at Hearsay Social on the air and Hearsay Social in general, just wanted to thank you so much for, for being on the show today. Thanks, Victor. I appreciate it. It was great, uh, great fun, and, and I look forward to hearing future podcasts. Yeah, and I hope to uh, be able to catch up with you soon as well. It's been too long. It has been. We, we'll, we'll figure somewhere to get together soon. All right. Well, thank you so much, Brent. So once again, if you're interested in learning more about uh, Advisor Web Marketing, we in, encourage you to check out their website. And like I said, I'll put all the links um, on the podcast notes. So with that, um, we will talk to you soon. Okay, so that was my conversation with Brent. So hopefully you learned something new. I always find fascinating how much this world has evolved, not just in financial services, but the embracing of digital technology. And here's very specifically the evolution of SEO and the impact really being driven by mobile. And like I said earlier, some of the voice activation. So a couple of things that we can see here is how much you know, the search is changing, the importance of recognizing kind of what the where the algorithm is and the mysteries behind the algorithms. But I think the most important thing is that if you're going to have any kind of presence on the web, whether it's a website, whether it's on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, or any of the other social platforms, how important it is for you to consider how people are going to find you in the first place. And a lot of that starts with search. So I want to thank Brent once again for taking the time to sit with me, to have this conversation. Hopefully you've learned something from it. As always, we're looking for additional speakers, thought leaders in this space. We're trying to bring the best we can find to you so that you can all learn together. So if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions on topics that you'd like us to cover, please send me an email at onair at hearsaycorp.com or you can always find me on Twitter. Just be sure to use hashtag HSOnAir. I read all of the tweets and respond to as many as I can. So we're currently looking at the calendar for the next couple of weeks. I'll be doing a bit of travel, heading up to Canada, to Toronto for a special customer roundtable that we're doing there. It's always a joy to get out and actually visit with our customers. Uh, interface with them, have conversations, learn exactly what some of their current challenges are, some of the things that they're working on. So I really look forward to that trip. And then of course, Alyssa's been out. So we're looking forward to having her come back to the office and sitting down, the two of us, we've been out on the road, but really gathering a lot of insights as we participate on client events and industry events, and then just sharing everything that we've been learning and our observations and then sitting down and having a show where we share all of this with you. So looking forward to her return, looking forward to visiting up in Canada. So once again, I am Victor Gaxiola with Hearsay Social on the Air. Looking forward to talking to you all very soon. Thanks for listening.
This has been a Hearsay Social production, recorded in our state-of-the-art recording studios in San Francisco, California, the Great Golden State, seated at the watery edge of the majestic Pacific Ocean. We'd like to take this brief moment in the vast expanse of time to thank you, our listeners, for lending us your ears. For we understand that your time is precious. Like the most delicately crafted pearl cradled at the bottom of the sea. Truly, we hope to our most inner heart and soul that you'll consider joining us for next week's episode. But until then, Godspeed and follow us on Twitter 